What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of InvestorIdeas.com podcast. In today's podcast, Investor Ideas interviews Brad Moore, the CEO of Global Cannabis Applications Corporation, trading on the CSE as APP and the OTC as FUAPF, where we discuss their recent launch of a Uniswap token as part of a digital marketing campaign aimed at the 1 million decentralized finance user community DeFi as well as their definitive three-year software licensing agreement with Herb Industries Limited, a Malta-based medical cannabis cultivator. So today I'm speaking with Brad Moore, who is the CEO of Global Cannabis Applications Corporation. Uh, Brad, it's great to be able to talk with you today. So recently just had some big announcements uh, that I'd love to go into a little bit more detail. So you closed the largest revenue deal with Afixie, their seed-to-seed platform with a Malta-based medical cannabis cultivator, as well as launched of Uniswap, which is a marketing token. So if you could go into those in a little bit more detail. Well, thanks for having me, Taylor. Yeah, it's always a great opportunity to get out and kind of tell people what little bit about we're doing it. And I think most importantly, why, right? Um, so those two deals, it was interesting, like all things, you know, um, they just happen as things happen. Obviously, you're planning to, you, you know, kind of balance the time around things. But in uh, 420 is obviously, I think, a very kind of important date for a lot of people in Canada because they've got recognition around that what that means. So look, first and foremost, um, I'm going to talk about the Uniswap token because I think there's sometimes a little bit of confusion around that. It's very simple. The millennium one, a large portion of our consumer base. Now, when I say our consumer base, I'm talking about medical cannabis consumer base are people between ages like 30 to 45 millennials. They're now starting families. They're getting out there, but they're also um, the people that are willing to, you know, use products like medical cannabis and cannabis as a whole without a lot of the preconceptions and stereotypes. So they're, they're more open to ideas and understanding and they're consumers to the product. And at the same time, because they're more open, they've also strongly embraced, um, cryptocurrencies and, 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 you know, for an old dog like me, who's 55, you know, uh, if I wasn't involved in blockchain, I'd probably be wagging my finger, but what's that blockchain stuff about? Right. And so I think it's really, you know, we understand that's a, a target demographic and why it's so important. And the reason we did the, the token part of the opportunity or this, this announcement is we didn't create our own token. We actually, did a marketing contract with Abbey Technologies, who 
put our solution onto the Ethereum 2.0 blockchain. So if you go back in time this year, you'll see we're the first cannabis company in any spectrum, in any shade globally to use Ethereum 2.0. That's a big statement. So it only makes sense that we start marketing to those people. So what happened is we went into a marketing contract with, um, with uh, Abbey Technologies. They launched a token, that token went out. And right now 400 new or 300 plus to 400 new people who didn't know about what GCA said to do with this affixing QR code system do now. And that's important. At the same time, what we did is we purchased a whole bunch of our own tokens on the open market. So I'm happy to say, you know, when we purchased them on fair market value earlier on, so we bought half the float and now uh, we've got a nice asset for the balance sheet for all. So for all our shareholders out there, it was, it was a pretty move. Hey, listen, let's just put it away. If it's good enough for Elon to put Bitcoin on with Tesla, it's good enough for Brad Moore out of Vancouver. Um, I think the other side of it is too, is, is we committed to put 1% of our top line revenue into this marketing program to create awareness and to keep it going. The best way to keep it going is to add to the liquidity pool, right? And so that's what our, 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 uh, our commitment has been in this marketing contract. And so when you take a look at Herb Industries, by far our biggest deal, um, you know, overall with the amount of uh, their, I mean, they're projected to do 44 million grams. I mean, when you look at what my goal is next year of 98 million grams plus, oh, yeah, 98 million, it's like, it's pretty close to 50% of the target, that one deal alone. And so I'm going to, whatever revenues, the revenue, sorry, revenues that we bring in up to a potential of $160,000 are going to go into that liquidity pool. So it was very timeliness that the way that deal kind of closed and we were planning to do the token marketing campaign around 420 because it just shows that we're, we're committed to marketing to this, this demographic and letting them know we, it's very simple argument. We want consumers to know there's a better way to consume medical cannabis into your system. So you touched on it a little bit there, um, but specifically with Herb Industries, what makes them such a valuable partner to you? And uh, can you maybe dive a little bit more into detail with that? Sure. Well, it, look, so Herb Industries is very unique because when you look at their partner set, so first of all, they're in Fortress Europe. That's a big thing, right? And when we look back at Europe, to a certain extent, is very much like the United States. And there's a patchwork of regulations there's kind of this overarching thing through parliament in 2018 and the fourth quarter, they came out and said, we need to take cannabis off schedule one, but we need more information. That was actually in their, you know, in, in their, in their, in their notes or their press releases or what they said in parliament. Well, look, if you're going to make, why do they want information to make regulation? Correct. And, but the other side of it is information comes from, Data points. Generally, data points can come from a lot of sources, but technology is a great place of it. And so to get a foothold into a medical cannabis operation in the EU is huge for us. Like, I mean, we're very new out of the gate in this play, right? We did Bless. We did CBD Agricast, which, you know, is a novel foodstuff CBD in Europe. Um, uh, in Bless in Israel, it was all about decreasing compliance costs for CBD agriculture, about increasing consumer um, confidence. But what's really interesting, we want to, with, with, with uh, Herb Industries, we want to show European regulators there's actually a really good way to, 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 to have information 
by the use of the immutable blockchain. All we got to do is look at what's happening in Canada with Canopy, correct? The, the, the mislabeling thing. You can't tell me if they, if everything was attested to on a blockchain, you know, all the way from from genetic testing and lab results, all the way through to the grow, right to the consumer consumption, that was all put on a blockchain, that conversation would never even happen. So yeah. these guys may or may not be doing anything wrong. Who knows? But the point around it is if they weren't doing anything wrong, then it would all be public purview and consumers would feel trustworthy and the regulators would be okay. We've got, an, you know, we've got enough information here. So you've somewhat That's- mentioned this in, in both sort of statements there, but um, essentially raising the bar for medical cannabis regulation, compliance, transparency, is that the main goal through this partnership and through using that blockchain technology? Yeah, hundred percent. So listen, we, you know, when I, when I took over uh, uh, GCAC, it was actually fundamental applications. We are in student buy, sell stuff, better way to do things on campus. Um, you know, Facebook marketplace came out and I said, okay, well, this party's over. That's fine. And, but I had investments in cannabis. And when I looked at that, I said, this is crazy. I said, you can't, you don't get to call it medical because you, you, you hang a green, you know, uh, St. George's cross, you know, the medical cross outside and it's in green neon that doesn't make medical medical means there's, there's a process that's measurable. Right. And as you know, we're dealing with a plant Taylor, right? It's a plant and it's a, it's a complex plant. It's probably as far as plants goes, I mean, it's complex as the human body is in terms of the molecules and the cannabinoids. And most importantly, we only know what a certain, uh, like a, a percentage of those cannabinoids do into the body, correct? The molecules yeah. do into the body. But we, here's what's the cool thing. We know what all, all the molecules are, and we know the other ones impact the ones that we know what do in the body, correct? So if we have the ability to um, um, record the process all the way from genetics, all the way to lab testing, and I and I and I got to put a shout out to our friends over at Purity IQ. Better testing using things like MNR. If we we got to focus on that as we go through that, then what happens is we create those data points. And whether you're Health Canada, or the EU regulators around it, if you have that information and you can look at it, and then most importantly, get it all the way that you have a consumer, and he puts his experience to that one gram. See, this is the cool part. It's about your experience with one gram because you're not eating apples here. It's not that green apples, all green apples are good. What we're talking about is something that affects you to an almost somewhat cellular level. CBD is a naturally reoccurring anti-inflammatory in the body. And, you know, as you and I were talking about before, as an actual patient, as a cancer patient from last year, there's no way you're going to tell me that I wouldn't have wanted to have Instead of one of those 17 medications for aftercare, a large percentage which were opioid based, you're going to tell me if I had a choice to put something better in my body, I would have. But I wasn't going to take a gamble with having yeah. a seizure. And that's why the blockchain builds a relationship between the cultivator and the consumer and everybody in the ecosystem from regulator medical professionals can utilize that for their purposes. The simplicity of it. Yeah, very much so. So you did touch on something there that I find really interesting, which is the individualism of the experience. Um, Again, more and more information comes out about cannabis. We find out that each of our endocannabinoid systems is quite unique. 
um, and the certain strains and profiles that are going to be most efficacious to us are also going to be quite unique and, and individualized. Um, is that kind of the most important part of the data set that you're going to be including, or does it come from more the back end with the, the actual seed genetics and testing at the laboratory level? So I think it comes from all of it, right? So I think you touch on all the points that should be on the blockchain. So, so the real question, as I say, when people, we talk about clinical studies, now I can, I can make a smug comment about how do you have a blind study? What are you going to give somebody a regal? No, like that, I, that's not my point around it. Are you going to give them hemp? No. What the, look, the, the key to, for myself, and I spent a lot of time in Israel in 2017, 2018, of course, in 2019, for one particular reason to understand the mechanism for how they regulate. That was it. It What has happened with this mislabeling thing doesn't get away over there. But yeah. it's so onerous that, that you can't, it's so onerous, it's very hard. There's a lot of, it's very hard for the, for, for enough people for it to grow, right? And so, but the controls are very in place. And I, I was very fortunate uh, meeting with, a very smart lady from the Volcani Institute, which is the government's institute for medical cannabis research. She's probably one of the leading researchers globally. And we talked about this for length and understanding there needed to be a better widget, better way to do what they were doing. And essentially the blockchain allowed us to do it, the exposure of that, all that information. And one of the things her and I talked about, and, and, and she'd said to me, she goes, so how can you guarantee that when you do a clinical study, what comes on the other side of that clinical study, the product that gets produced and that clinical studies attached to going forward is the same thing that was tested. We just talked about that. Yeah. So that's the problem, right? It's like, it's like cloning you and saying you're that clone is the same guy. Well, it's not, it just isn't, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it might be pretty close and that's okay too. You know, look, even being close enough, and this is why we don't go into the recreational space, right? Why we focus, we focus where there's GMP standards in place. So there's actually something to report on the chain. So if things aren't working well, one guy said, okay, so for example, I had a cutting from, from a mother, I had a mother plant. They took a cutting, it created a batch. There's 50,000 grams, let's say, came out of that batch, right? We know there's some consistency through that batch. And that went to 50,000 different people. And then all of a sudden something happened because some of it was manufactured. If each one of those steps of attestation are put all the way through, and then that guy's consumption, and you layered all those individual experiences from consumption or consumer to, to consumption on a per gram basis, and layered them all in a big data and overlaid them and started using things like machine learning out of uh, our algorithms that we have, then you can start to at least start to compensate for the fact that it, we're starting with a plan. We're working backwards. We have to stop ignoring what people tell us, right? And, yeah. you know, you know, because you got to remember, if you're in a clinical study and you tell the researcher something, it's not anecdotal, right? Yeah. If you tell me something, it's anecdotal. So what's the construct of meaning that it's anecdotal? It's a non-controlled environment, Correct. Yep. That's one of the primary things. Well, guess what the blockchain does? The attestation onto the blockchain actually allows for it to be immutable. 
So technology can do things and create things for regulators that previously they couldn't. And this is this is our whole jam. This is why it's exciting. And now I'm prattling on. I really want people to understand this in the same way that cryptocurrency upended banking. Banks were around before regulations were around. Regulators decided to control the banks on behalf of the consumer. Correct. Yeah. Now, block crypto came along. Blockchain is an offshoot of crypto. It removed the middleman. The regulators don't have anything to do. It's it's they can't get their heads wrapped around this construct. That this 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 the the fact of the way the blockchain works, actually, it becomes self-regulating. That's where that's where regulations exist. What technology can upend it? But what about in our industry that you and I know, where there's a lack of data? Well, wouldn't we be able to create those regulations, give people enough data to create meaningful regulations? And that's all we're trying to do. That's it. We're not trying to find the cure to cancer here or shoulder bursitis or what the right product is. We're trying to create the framework for meaningful regulation. So I guess one question I would have is, how I guess attainable is that goal within this industry when you are dealing with such a complex plant that does have so many variables at play? Um, and and corner, I guess how how much data and how long long term of a sort of commitment is this for you as a company? Where you know, do you see that you can have sort of standards and policies that will start? being able to be utilized by regulators in a couple of years, or is this, you know, closer to a decade out just because of the, the vast intricacies that this plant can create? So I think there's, so I think there's a couple of things here, right? And, and so you, you, because you understand the industry, you just have to look at it globally and step back, right? You know, um, so look at Israel, overly regulated, controlled, generally a focus on better, say our, let me back up. Our whole model is better outcomes for medical cannabis patients. How we achieve that is understanding what happens to a person at a given point in time when they consume product X for ailment Z under a set of circumstances. So that statement alone says data, 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 right? And it's all about you as a consumer, right? As a person, that's got an issue that you want to resolve in a non-opioid way. As we talked about before, you know, when I was having, going through cancer treatment and post-treatment care, I would have loved to have something that wasn't making, you know, I would love to not be putting certain things into my body to get through it. Right. But when I asked the cancer clinic, they said, we don't know what to tell you, Brad. And, you know, with what I was going through, I wasn't really in shape to do 80 hours of research. It's incredible. My start point is no different than the average person's start point around this stuff. And so when you when we start there, we reverse engineer it and we look at globally what's happening in regulations. We see in Canada the move to recreational almost, in my opinion, almost all but diminished the need for a true medical program. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. The, the, the ruling by the Superior Court of Ontario making Manulife pay for somebody's medical cannabis prescription puts insurers into a position. I'm going to get I'm going to pay for your prescription, but there's a high probability you might. If the guy doesn't label, the cultivator doesn't label it properly, you might be doing the chicken off work. Then I have to pay for you to be off work. 
Okay. Take that argument and put it in the United States where they don't have a single payer insurer and there's multiple. You see the problem? Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Like, I mean, that's just, that, that just is mind blowing. So that's Canada. That's things that we look at around the United States. We look at things in Europe as this, you know, this patchwork of regulation. So you've got, let's say, let's say a little bit more traditionally per se conservative minds in Eastern Europe. You have some more open uh, 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 liberal concepts around this stuff in Germany, but even France is still locked down. But the whole point is everybody's trying to come at it from the point of the consumer. It's just about knowledge. And so our whole construct is if I'm going to go deal with a cultivator where the tail's been wagging the dog and it's all about yields and everything else, eh, why wouldn't I go work with Herb Industries, a startup? Because if you go, anybody goes look at what Herb Industries are doing and the partners that were one thereof, where they, they've got genetics companies in there. They, they're, 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 the whole primary focus is how close can we get it? We can never look. We're not at a point now until, as you understand, we understand all the cannabinoids. We understand everything, yeah. what it does. We can't do formulations effectively. But what we can do is we can bracket things in to create consistency. And once again, this is one of the cool things that uh, our friends over at Purity are doing. Compare the MNR results from the mother plan to each batch. So at least you can say, okay, there's a, there's an issue here. And that feedback of information that goes back to them is, is insurmountable, whether you're a medical professional, whether you're a regulator or whether you're the cultivator and that attestation. And it's important for consumers to understand when they see a QR code, our QR code on a cultivator's product, they don't need to download it. They just scan it with their phone. Look, we're all using our phones to scan QR codes so we can eat in a patio right now, right? Yep. It's the same premise. It's the same. This is one of, if, if anybody out there understands blockchain, the ability, it's very hard to see the ledgers, but now you can see the attestation of the data on the blockchain through that simple system. That's what's cool about this. Um, so you did kind of briefly touch on it there as well, but when it comes to working with future cultivators, what are sort of the specifications that you're looking for that kind of make it appealing or unappealing just because you will, again, more cultivators you work with, more data sets to gain yeah. you know, more information on specific strains. Cause that is the difficulty is, you know, each cultivator, they could be growing the same strain, same genetics, different, different style of production and you create, wildly different results it can be a, um, be a water ph level it can be a room temperature level the exactly it be, right it can be the type of bulbs being used you know that it can be time you know the timing on lighting on things uh, you know this is why this this construct of you know not labeling things correctly and trying to get this average tc it's very it's very recreational based for the rack mark but i i still think look it's 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 just it it's you know it, this is nothing to do with you know, these, these commented charges have been laid. This, these charges, these types of accusations are going on right now in, in Massachusetts about medical cannabis. They've, they've been, they've, they, you know, there's been uh, investigations or reports of stuff in California that only maybe 30% of stuff is accurately marked. Well, yeah. you know. <laughs> and that's sometimes it, even high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So the whole thing is, are people trying to get around or it's just a lack of breakdown because the lack of tools. And so that should go to answer your question. It's been a lack of tools. 
So when we work with a cultivator, look, this has got to be the easiest tool. The blockchain is the blockchain. It's there, right? Getting a, you know, it's as simple as contacting us, getting a contract. You download the app off the app store. You log in, do a KYC compliance. And you know what? We only charge you for every QR code that you produce. So if you go out and you produce theoretically only 50 QR codes, or let's say 100 QR codes because I'm, I'm bad at math, 100 QR codes a year, you know, you're going to pay me 7,500 bucks. But let's say there's 100,000 grams in that batch with that one QR code. It could be, you know, 400,000. You could be a, a very small cultivator, but you're licensed. But what's interesting is the story doesn't stop with you. Now part of the story is on the blockchain, your part. Now it's got to be how it gets to the consumer, the other part. So everybody, so this is a very kind of downstream approach all the way to the consumer. This is why I'm doing the marketing program because I want people to say, I'm not buying your stuff unless there's a QR code on it. So it forces in places like United States, it forces them to go to the retail and the retailer go to distribute and go up. You saw that I applied for a non-possession uh, selling license in Canada, right? In one of my, in my things. So my whole argument around that is, is people say, well, why are you doing that? I go, because I'm going to layer myself in between that and the consumer like, and the cultivator. And you know what's going to happen between now and then I get my, my, uh, my license? Well, if they're paying 10 bucks a gram for medical, and let's say on average they're consuming 3,000 grams or 300 grams a year for medical let's just use that number roughly you know and then i go get a thousand canadian consumers and i educate them and they say medical patients and they say we're only using stuff that we can see what it is we're ingesting that's three million dollars to somebody's a cultivator's bottom line so you're gonna say for an average price all the way through the value chain of 20 cents a gram on a $10 product to gain 3 million bucks of new business in a trusted environment. And the guy will reorder from you. You want to take that? Yeah. You know, I mean, cultivators use their phones to do the attestations. I, I we can't make this any more simpler, bud. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, for, for you consumers out there, we ask you to download the app and put your experience on because every experience you put on comes back to you tenfold and yeah. better product recommendations. And most importantly, it helps that person. And one thing I know about medical cannabis people, and I think cannabis people, they, they, they believe. We just want to give them the things to look at to actually believe in. And that's what's yeah. important. Um, so one other question being, as you've looked at a lot of different regulated markets, um, you've, yeah. you mentioned you've been in Israel, you're looking at Europe, um, Canada and the U.S. When you're looking at the medical market specifically, um, sort of how do you see that in a more global sense uh, panning out as far as which sort of regulatory framework today kind of best represents where you see the medical framework of the future in a globalized uh, cannabis industry? So one of the things that's interesting that came out of our, 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 our deal, our first deal, our, our very first uh, deal we did with Bless was they went to the regulator and said, can we use this for compliance reporting? The regulator looked at it and said, yes, that's huge. 
They didn't say the whole country and every cultivator can, they said they could. So when we look at that, we take that and we say, okay, how can we use that experience to show new markets, yeah. how to do it a better way? So I look at places like in South Africa and, and South America as a way to create frameworks that will actually allow the industries to flourish in a properly regulated way. And this goes back to my argument about currencies, cryptocurrencies upending regulators. We actually want to empower regulators. We want to empower them in, 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 in with tools because the fact is the blockchain is immutable. It can't be broken. That's the end of that conversation. You know, and I and and I think that's the cool thing about it, and so I think one of the things when we look at that, um, um, we can say, well, if we can break baby steps, right, and then and then explaining if you know working with these different emerging countries, and then going to the more the the bigger markets, and it might be the state of New Jersey, it could be the state of Florida, it could be. Uh, heck, it might be Spain, it might be Slovenia, emerging markets, people trying to get their heads wrapped around it, right? So it's not about trying to get Canada on board. Yeah, We're just going to, sometimes it's just, look, it's just about the proof is in the pudding. Um, and, you know, when you know as well as I know, look, my goal of having 128 million grams under contract per se, that have all been grown and used and, and attested to on the blockchain, 120 million grams. It's not a lot, right? It, no, it, it, not for this industry right now. It's not, it's not a lot, right? But it's a, you know, going back to your point, that's 128 million grams. You divide that by 300, you get the amount of consumers. You get all the data associated with growing and consumer feedback. That's a lot of data. Yeah. Go to your point. That's a lot of data to work with. And I want to ensure people that when they down from a consumer point of view, that when they download the Affixi app and they attest, it works that it uses the same technology as with an e-wallet. It's not you. Your your personal information is nowhere. Your experience goes in under a under a wallet. Basically, you log in and it's just a number. I just need to know what happened in your body, right? So you can help yourself and help somebody else. But you know. Brad Moore or Taylor's name and your demographics is not included in it. Yeah. So you, you're saying, I guess, uh, that it would be more of a case-by-case -case basis when you're looking at each sort of regulatory environment. They're going to be dealing with each company 100%. kind of directly and hopefully that each company has um, similar data and, and, and sort of policies that you guys have so that way they, they can get approved for proper. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm, looking, I'm looking for... I'm looking the same way I'm looking for cultivators that aren't entrenched in like, you know, this is the way we do it. And the regulator yeah. all written rules around the way we do it. I'm looking for people saying like, it's a very simple argument. A regulator is saying, how do I protect the consumer? And yeah. how do I give them? And then if that's the start point, because that's our start point in building this, then we can, then we've got a value to add to them. And the cultivators that are in that environment should easily see that it's simple if you believe in what you're doing you can do it consistently you should be using on our blockchain you should be attesting your process because the only thing that's going to happen people are going to like what you do they're going to buy more and your cost of compliance is going to go down increase sales lower compliance 
and you're 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 on you're always on the right side of the the regulator you know yep that does seem to be the smart policy yeah. um so i guess just in sort of final thoughts then is there anything um obviously again you've already done sort of the uniswap token is there anything on the horizon uh in sort of a marketing uh position that you're going to be pushing forward with uh, are you going to be doing anything else Obviously, it's still connected with blockchain. Your company is very involved with that. Um, but will there be, for instance, a future token or anything along those lines that'll be different than what you already have going? Well, as I like to say to everybody, I'm a publicly traded company. So unless it's written down and it's not out there, I don't there say go. anything. I'll say <laughs> it, it, it's this double-edged sword, but it's kind of a good sword. I've got this amazing opportunity to have a stunt speech. And, and look, I've been very active and vocal over the last few months. Um, um, our stock has grown like 1,500, 2,000% in some cases, like crazy. That's important. I'll tell you the reason why. Yes, it's important to shareholders. Okay. And and I don't take anything. But you know who it's really important to? A lot of cannabis cultivators are publicly traded. Yeah. That increase a lot gets me on their radar and at least gets them thinking about what I do and is there a better way. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. that's the, that's the, see, somebody actually asked me, they go, are you marketing to, 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 for sales purposes or for investment purposes? And I said, I'm using the investment tool to market for sales because if we're all in the, in the, it's hard to ignore a chart that's gone like this. And that if I'm constantly talking and talking and building the brand, um, then when I pick up the phone and say, Hey, I got a better way for you to do things. It's not like, who are you? Look, the constant. Look, I, I think you 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 probably agree with me that if you asked almost ninety percent of the people that are in our in our industry, and you said, "Okay, what's blockchain?" They would go, "Uh huh." They would go, and, they, and then you say, "What's cr- cryptocurrency?" They'd go like this, "Oh, I invest in that." And they go, "What's the blockchain?" They go, "Well, it makes it." And then you'd say, "Well, how could you lose it in the business?" Yeah. And they go, "They'd be all like, huh? especially because you got to remember." A lot of the origins of the big cultivators are like lawyers, businessmen, old school guys, but the consumers are probably guys like you. And you look at crypto and you do have a better understanding around things. So we have to say, look, we're not trying to increase your cost basis per gram. We're actually trying to ensure that you build loyalty and truthfulness with consumers, regulators, medical professionals, you do your bit. And at the same time, sell more and decrease your cost of compliance. Because if you're on the right side, you have to do the compliance anyways. And so in some markets that really flies in other ones, unfortunately, here, it doesn't really fly. And, and yeah. that's my whole position. So I guess, uh, would you find that you're seeing more interest from maybe more of an international cultivator uh, setting than you are from North American cultivators, just because I know that when you're looking at producers in North America, it's still very cutthroat. The competition is still very close margins. And uh, a lot of people, I guess I I could see them dismissing the value of blockchain just because they, again, as you mentioned, they don't understand it or the potential of it, or it's just, um, an extra consideration they don't have time for at the moment. I, I, listen, man, I hate to say it, 
but the best news for my company this year was nothing that I wrote. It was about the whole, that whole health Canada investigation. Cause I, it was kind of like, see, I told you, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but proof the, in but, the pudding. Yeah. The proof's in the pudding, but that's not new news that's happening yeah. in California. And now it's all like, uh, uh, Oh, you know, after we talk, I'll send you this article, but what's happening in Massachusetts, that's horrible. And you know what? I, 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 I take umbrage with this. I was at an event three years ago, I believe it was in London. And, you know, the cultivators are on room talking about their yields and all this kind of stuff. And there was a patient healthcare advocacy lady from Greece. And she goes, I'm not coming to this shit anymore. Excuse me, sorry. She goes, I'm not coming to this anymore. And I said, that's, I said, why? And she goes, because of this. And I go, listen, if you don't, who's going to? And that set my mind. And, you know, and I take umbrage of it because there was a point, and you might remember this, with this kid from Ireland, Billy, and he became, he became like the, 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 the lack of a better term, the poster child about how the system wasn't, how, how it was just impossible for this poor kid to get any help out of Ireland. And then, you know, and then, um, you know, then unfortunately with my own diagnosis, which by the way is clear now. But, but my own diagnosis of, of cancer was, you know, boiled down to something simple. Like, I, I became that patient. Yeah. And, and if I should say nobody should put something in their body unless that's a cure, why would I do that? And, you know, when you're sick and you're sick or if you're the parent of your sick person or you're the partner of a sick person, the only thing you care about is that person being okay. Yeah. And it's an incredible experience. It's a very enlightening experience, but it's an incredible experience. The thing about don't try to sell me something that might hurt me and then tell me it's medical when you, when the only thing that you've got is a product sheet that you created. I, 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 I take umbrage with that as a patient. I really do. And I think that I think all consumers should. You know, would yeah. you, would you, would you, would you buy something from the store, from a grocery market? If you didn't know that there, that it might have mad cow, a piece of meat, if it might have mad cow, the regular, no, so don't, don't, don't put something that essentially has a, a, you know, the ability to, to, to hurt me because I don't know how to, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to, I'm going to soak every ounce out of it. So I take umbrage with that. And it's not at any particular company, any particular person. I just think we can do better. And, you know, I do believe that our systems actually show that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm very, uh, it's very inspiring to hear that someone is focusing on some of the inadequacies that cause real problems. Again, you don't, I notice it very directly because I read, you know, most of the public companies are focusing on recreational. So you hear a lot about the success of recreational. You hear great sales numbers. You hear a lot of, you know, uh, hype. And you often hear very little about the very underserved medical community and how a lot of those people um, since legalization have actually found less access and and more difficulties than they did even pre-legalization in some senses. So it's it's good to hear that there are people focusing on how to give patients proper access to proper products. What are, what are we on our fourth or fifth iteration of the medical cannabis program now? Health health medical program in Canada now? Yeah, we've all <laughs> we've all yeah. lost count to that. And so the real question is why? 
Why do the regulations keep changing? And I think that's the deeper question we got to ask ourselves. And it's nobody's fault. Certain things weren't around, but you know what the tools are around now. So instead of banging my head against Fortress Canada and all that kind of stuff, we're going to go talk to cultivators and in regulatory markets because my software doesn't care what border it sits. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it, the whole construct is, and this is why it's a public blockchain public. This is why the attestation is critical path, the critical path. Do you have any expectations? Sorry, just in, in sort of a final question that your technology could be implemented into other segments of the medical sector, not just for cannabis, but I mean, there's the vast growing psychedelic sector and even for pharmaceuticals, there is, um, there are difficulties there as well. Would you ever see that, as you mentioned, sort of how cryptocurrency and blockchain change the regulation framework surrounding finance? Do you expect that similarly, if there is more success from your type of technology implementation in, in the cannabis industry, that that will then trend over into other elements of the medical sector? So as a, as a publicly traded company, I'll just answer it with yes. <laughs> awesome. I like that answer. That'd be great to to see because I think that's uh, again, especially in in today's world where there's a lot of inconsistencies um, and a lot of difficulties with the narrative from the medical community. Uh, having more transparency open to the public is is going to become, I think, very essential to to most people's health and wellness. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Brad. Uh, I think you gave a lot of great insight today, and uh, I'm sure any of our listeners will be paying attention to you. Look, moving forward. Thanks so much for having me, Tyler, and taking the time. Once again, that was Brad Moore, the CEO of Global Cannabis Applications Corporation, trading on the CSE as APP and the OTC as FUAPF. To find out more about Global Cannabis Applications Corporation, you can click the link attached in the article or visit their website at cannaappscorp.com. Today's podcast was a paid-for distribution service on InvestorIdeas.com. Learn more about our disclaimers and disclosures by clicking the link attached in the article. That's all for today's podcast. Podcast is now a certified word trademark on the blockchain through Cognate Incorporated CM certification. InvestorIdeas.com podcasts are also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and TuneIn. If you'd like to be a guest or sponsor of this podcast, please contact InvestorIdeas.com. Investor Ideas reminds all listeners to read our disclaimers and disclosures on the InvestorIdeas.com website. And this podcast is not an endorsement to buy products or services or securities. Investors are reminded that all investments involve risk and possible loss of investment. Investor Ideas does not condone the use of cannabis except where permissible by law. Our site does not possess, distribute, or sell cannabis products. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.